All right, we're back again. The second last episode of the AFLW Fantasy Pod for season 2022. I'm here with Bainey. Bainey, how are you going? Very good, very good. It's a good time of the year. Finals is coming. A lot to be excited for. Yeah, and um, wow, one weekend. That was quick, wasn't it? Yep, yep, indeed. Uh, and as always, we're joined by a coach from within the fantasy community. This week, we're joined by Maddie, coach of Sloan Ranger. I like it, very creative. Maddie, how are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, I assume you follow Adelaide then? Uh, yeah, definitely have. Um, yeah, so definitely growing up in Adelaide before Port came about. So just, yeah, was raised from when I was little. And obviously, the natural progression was um, when AFLW came along you know, straight into following that. Um, so, yeah, really, yeah. really good. Um, oh. Obviously, it's been a good team to follow, so that also yeah. helps. Too. Yeah, they've, they've done really well. What are you going to do when Port come in next year? I've heard whispers of a couple of the um, the, the big Crows guns might be going across. What's going to happen then? Um, yeah, well, I, I sort of am, you know, sort of resigning myself to the fact that I think that, Obviously, the sort of makeup of the team will change quite a bit. Um, obviously, they've got access to 12 or so players, um, so it's going to be dramatically different. But um, seeing, you know, the young talent that the Crows have got coming through, um, that we've been able to sort of blood over the journey, um, yep. I think we'll be all right. Um, I think we won't be as what everyone's used to near the top of the ladder, but, um, you know, we'll see how we go. Yeah, quite nice. the confidence still, though. So uh, can you tell us a bit about your fantasy history? Do you do men's fantasy? How, you know, how did you get into women's fantasy? Yeah, so uh, obviously always been into footy. Um, so just sort of stumbled into fantasy a couple of years ago um, with the men's game. Um, but yeah, I sort of use it as a good, you know, something good to watch while you're watching the footy. Um, sometimes you sort of sit there and, you know, you can sort of, if you're not watching the game, as a supporter of either club, it gets, gives you something really to, to focus on and sort of view the game from that angle. So I've really enjoyed um, doing fantasy. Haven't done particularly well, um, but yeah, I've just enjoyed sort of giving it a go. Um, I've done one draft sort of nice, but league, but yeah, um, sort of hoping to get more into it this year for sure. Awesome. Uh, can I ask who's your favourite player at the Crows? Uh, well, we're sport for choice um, a little bit, uh, but definitely since day one, I've been Chelsea Randall. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favourite men's player was McLeod. So okay. sort of the uh, defenders are usually my, my go-to, um, especially if I can take hangers like she can. So. Very nice. And, and could you see Hatchard's um, rise this year? Could you see it coming from, from last season? Look, you just... It's just crazy. You think about the fact that she's only 24. She turned 24 today. Um, oh. So you just think she's still so young um, and she's really just absolutely tearing it apart. So I couldn't see it coming because she's just been going so well last year and I think maybe the year before a little bit, but it's just been next level this year um, for sure. Yeah. yeah, well, I know Anne's an avid listener of the podcast, so happy birthday, Anne. Uh, now you, you also uh, you do some articles for the Inner Sanctum, which is a, a sporting page. Can you tell us a bit about that and how you got into that? Yeah, so um, sort of didn't really know what I wanted to to do, but I've always been into sports, so liked writing. So I figured give it a 
give it a go, but I've really, really enjoyed um, following other teams. Um, you've obviously got your sort of teams that you like to write for. Like I always like, you know, writing for the Crows, but I've started like, you know, writing for other teams um, and particularly like watching teams that I haven't seen a lot of um, sort of see those angles that, you know, aren't always um, there for everyone to see or main main sort of stories, try and go for something a bit different. So I've really enjoyed that. Can I ask, can I ask, um, do you have a second team now or a team that you don't mind winning the premiership, if not the Crows? Mm, um, look, Brizzy kind of broke my heart last year. <laughs> so not not them, unfortunately. I like watching them. But um, yeah, that really hurt watching that last year. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind them taking it out. You know, I haven't got anything against them. But I uh, don't mind Melbourne. Um, yep. Like the dogs too. Um, yep. And the Giants, I kind of wish they could could get it together because I, I like a few of their players. So, nice. yeah. so, so half the league is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. We love all teams. Yeah, that's awesome. Boney, you know what, mate? I don't even know who you follow. All oh, right, in in the women's, I'm, I'm a Hawthorne supporter, uh, but in the women's, I am a Collingwood supporter uh, due to uh, Benici, my favorite player, and. Uh, yeah, she's just a joy to watch. So Hawthorne come on board next year and that will uh, test my uh, my loyalty. So. Yeah, and I tell you what, the new teams coming in is going to be mm. awesome for fantasy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might be a little bit overwhelming for some of the new coaches coming in next year, but for the for the coaches that have played this year and or listened to any fantasy podcasts that are out there, um, I think they're going to love, there's going to be you know over 100 new players in the comp and there's going to be so many that are going to be interestingly priced. Like I, you know, I'm not sure how the um, the pricing is going to be done from the fantasy side of things with all the new players coming in. But I think there might be a few. You would expect there to be a few that might be mispriced that we might better jump on board. Nice, nice. All right, so we'll get into the round. Uh, the first week, first game of the round was the Saints and the Cats. Now, Bainey, you and I went to that game. And we were joined by the Wongstar, the one and only, the one Selby refers to as the godmother of AFLW <laughs> fantasy. How good yep. was it, mate? It was so good I, to, to meet her. I was nervous uh, heading to the match itself to meet her. And and she was so cool. And she she shared so much about what goes on behind the scenes with the whole platform. Yeah. What what did you think about, about uh, meeting oh, her? Mate, it was, it was, I was starstruck. Yeah, it's, yep. it's like a believer meeting Justin Bieber for the first time. <laughs> uh, she was awesome. She um, she gave us a bit of a sneak peek under the behind the curtain yep. with a few things, which was cool. Um, yep. And she was really open to um, a lot of the feedback. So I don't know how much interaction she has with the fans and community, but she was really open to wanting to hear hear about you know the feedback with with pricing this year, with with positions, with um, variation within teams. You know the 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 increased pricing, uh, the increased, you know, the increase and decrease going up faster. Um, and yeah, a few, a few gems she threw in there. Like I know now that the women's game, the prices are actually based off a three round average. Uh, sorry. They're like, yeah, their last three games instead of the last five of the men'sies. So yeah, uh, obviously still more heavily weighted, I think to the most recent game, but it's, it's a being a shorter season. They just do the pricing off the last three games, which means the price fluctuations are much bigger. Yes, yes. And, and that's perhaps what caught me out this year. I didn't expect such fluctuations in, in prices. But yeah, the three-game average uh, really played a big part um, in getting the right rookies and then uh, you know, uh, upgrading your team over the year. So um, yeah. 
Yeah. I, uh, I, tr- I tried to get in, get in her ear about maybe getting a few extra trades myself this week, but <laughs> no luck, unfortunately. <laughs> good try. Good try. Though. You can only try, right? Yep. Yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, there was plenty, plenty to like about all the, you know, the, what's going on behind the scenes for next season as well. So it looks like there's going to be a few improvements here and there. Yeah. Um, there's a, a lot of work going into, you know, the learnings come out of this year. Um, you know, things like catching up with some coaches and, and getting a bit of feedback as well as some of the technical side of things. And um, But haven't they done a good job for like something that really just started a few months ago um, and Wongster yep. has yep. put so much of it together herself, you know, in the back end. Yep. It's been pretty incredible. Yes, it's pretty, pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, credit to, to Selby and, and the Wongster itself putting it together. And it's just given us something to... Uh, to look forward to every weekend, something to uh, to to think about during the week, and yeah, what what a joy! It's uh, it's really bridged the fantasy season, and and I'm looking forward to uh, preseason, and and going again next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, she was just she was lovely, wasn't she? It was like meeting Warney from the Traders, <laughs> uh, like the woman behind the scenes it was awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, but onto the actual game, what did you see? Uh, Lucas Rott, 98, second 98 in a row. Uh, what a gun. What a gun. And she's so um, unassuming, if that makes sense. Um, you know, she, she's really effective around the grounds. And, and uh, yeah, she, she's, she's not the, the, the biggest build, but she's so, she's so pacey. I love it. Um, beyond that, the two rucks in Cutting and Fuller, 63 and 42. Uh, it's amazing how they both made a comeback at the same time and, and scored pretty well for whoever helped them or um, moving on uh, Prespark has got 58 and uh, unfortunately a bit of disappointment in Webster and Amy McDonald who I brought in for 53 which one did you bring in McDonald McDonald yeah uh, it's, were, it, you, were you drunk on Friday night? Or what <laughs> I, I really wanted someone who was playing in this match and the choice was between um, splitting Lucas Rod and, and another uh, you know, a 60 odd thousand player like Lambert or going um, Marinoff and uh, McDonald. So I did the Marinoff uh, McDonald combo and didn't pay off this week, but that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maddie? Um, yeah, I caught a bit of this game. Um, obviously, it's, it was really good to see sort of two of the, you know, sort of younger sort of sides playing. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to see too much. Obviously, it seems relatively inaccurate. Was there obviously much in the way of conditions down there? No, conditions are fine. It was just, I mean, the pressure was quite good. So, yeah. uh, I mean, to, truth be told, we probably didn't watch much of the first three quarters. We were so, uh, <laughs> we were just just completely like poor Wong Star. We, she was just inundated with questions and recommendations <laughs> and, and things like that. Um, but we focused a bit heavier in the last quarter and, uh, after the Saints got off to a good start, the the Cats were all over them in the midfield. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, the Saints' pressure in, back, in the back line was quite good. So they just really struggled. To, they were constantly having to have shots from the pocket and they just really struggled to to kick the goals. One thing you noticed, Blaney, was Rachel Kearns. Uh, yeah. I know her score wasn't huge. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I think it might have been 40-odd. 45, yeah. 45, yeah. yeah. Um, but she actually looked like she was starting to come into her own. So... Again, yeah. as a coach who's out of the race this year, I'm looking towards next year, and uh, her average is still quite poor. She's had a few really quiet games, um, and uh, she's obviously still learning 
showing us football a little bit, being Irish, uh, she could be an option for next year. She looked really good out there. Yeah, her, her leads, um, stuff that you do, may not see on TV, you know, um, her energy behind the ball itself is, is fantastic. I really enjoy watching her. And um, yeah, my, my heart dropped a bit when I saw the uh, sort of match review news. But um, yeah, she's, she's, she, I think she only got a, a reprimand, so she, she's playing. But yeah, one of my one of my favorite players this year, Rachel Kearns. Yeah, one one thing I do want to touch on with Lucas Rod. Obviously, I've been hot on her the last few weeks. Uh, I think Lucas Rod, Lamb, and Bates were the three that I was saying were the good trade targets. Uh, I think you can probably put a pin in Lucas Rod this week. She plays Adelaide for the last round of the season, and uh, as I said last week, the the opposition is just such a big factor. And when you've got one round left, that should almost be your only factor, right? Like just load up on players that have an easy game yep. and avoid the players that don't. Uh, and Lucas Rod playing Adelaide, although she is a tackler, which which can help. And obviously uh, we've had a few a few players do well, but like I think it was, was it Lambert uh, that played the Crows. Uh, she, because I know we talked about last week where Miller struggled, really struggled against Crows. We thought maybe Lambert would be okay because Miller's more of an outside player, but even Lambert only got 70 odds. So I think that Lucas Rod is, if you've got a, you could hold, you obviously can hold her, but she's definitely not a target this week. Yeah, yeah. Fair call. Maddie, you know more about the Crows and how restrictive they are. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, well, obviously there's not really any which way in the midfield. Um, you sort of, it's pretty stacked at the moment. Um, obviously, Collingwood were down a few in that game. So, I mean, I was sort of looking at Lambert as someone that could obviously do quite well being the only but then also being restrictive in that respect as well. Um, but, yeah, she, she seemed to do all right. Um, I noticed her definitely quite a bit, but she was also getting under Noffy's skin. So, um, yeah, I think she will do do all right defensively um, if she can. So, I mean, if you've got Lucas Rudd, it might be worth a shot anyway. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, and the next game was the Giants-Tigers, probably the least relevant matchup I could think of. Um, but... There was a couple. If you're holding Katie Brennan, she had a 30. Um, now, the Giants are usually an easier team to, to score against as well. So I think if you're holding Katie Brennan, uh, she's got the Pies in the last round, and that's going to be a really tough matchup. The Pies were really good on the weekend, um, really taking up to the to the Crows. So I think if, you're, if you've got Brennan, uh, presuming there's not carnage like last week, I think you've got to trade her this week. Um I mean, she could pump out a good score, but she's just as yep. likely to pump out another 30. And yeah, I just, you can't have that. Not when there's so many good options in the forward line at the moment. Uh, you know, we'll get to people like Chloe Malloy and Katie Lynch, but um, yep. yeah, Brennan was, wasn't was great. Uh, Conti, you like what you see there, Benny? Yeah, she's been such a consistent performer over the season. And I think um, uh, 88 is a pretty good return. And and um, yeah, her range of scores has been pretty good all year. So so. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the picks of the season. If you had had a at a pretty good price to to start as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, uh, Maddie, I know that your your team's not going as well as you'd like, a bit like us. Um, but when you started with your team at the start of this year, were you like a lot of us? Did you start with a bunch of Tigers and Saints uh, just due to the the no the no partial lockout or? Um, no, I just sort of didn't really know what to make of sort of how to sort of set up my team I'm usually guns and rookies type um and I do sort of usually go for names which I yep. try not to 
Um, but I, yeah, I sort of went just a bit all over the board, to be honest. Um, got a few big names, like I had Lambert um, and I had obviously Bowers, which everyone else had as well. Um, but yeah, I sort of went all over the shop with, with um, my team. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I had so many Tigers to start the year. And I've still got, I think, three on my bench. Um, Bethany Lynch, you see, um, and yeah, I started with Brennan as well. Yeah. It was a, I was shattered two weeks ago when I traded Brennan down to Malloy and Malloy had a zero point first half. Um, I think Brennan had her best game in like a month. She had a 70 something or something last week, but Malloy's come out and yeah, in the last couple of weeks and Shane why I brought her in. Yeah, um, but we'll get to Collingwood. Uh, Freo in the D's, Bainey. So many fantasy relevant players. Can we start off with um, Haley Miller? So Haley Miller scored 109. She is an absolute gun. Her price at the start of the year was 54,500. And at that price, if if you had her, what a steal. Um, and then if you go down, Daisy Pierce scored five goals for 102. Not too relevant, but your know, Mithin 91. Taylor Harris, Taylor Harris. Hey, Maddie, I saw your article two weeks ago talking about Taylor Harris. And my goodness, she's burnt me ever since I traded her out. What do you think of uh, Harris' game of late? Uh, I I wasn't really sure what she was going to, you know, do in Melbourne. But obviously, thinking about their their midfield, you thought, oh, she'd definitely get a good supply down there. Um, yep. Yep. But she's just shown why why she yeah she was definitely worth the punt for them for sure yeah yeah uh three goals two for harris for 86 points um horse got 86 as well purcell 76 hanks 75 and eliza west 66 but yeah and then the two defenders michael do you want to touch on them lampard and birch well slow down mate Uh, people know what everyone scored they want to know whether they got options or not so uh miller she got a 109 yeah. But we haven't touched on the buyers this week. Fremantle, uh, all Fremantle players this week are one of four teams that will have the buyer. So uh, I think, I mean, Lockout hasn't lifted as we're recording this, but Hayley Miller was, uh, I think, averaging about 91 yeah, Lockout hasn't lifted. before this game. Yeah. So yeah. Um, she's probably back up to about a 94 or something. Is she a target this week if you want to play it safe or what? Most definitely. I would, I would recommend uh, Haley Miller to, to lock in her score. Given the fluctuations, I mean, we saw Marinoff and Hatchout score this week, which we'll get to as well. So, yeah, Haley Miller is definitely someone you can you can you can lock in. And can you, can you captain something like that? Again, I I don't know exactly what her price is going to be, but it's going to be about a ninety four that she's going to be given next week. Can you captain that? It's I think it's ninety one. I, I could be wrong, but yeah, yeah pre lockout though she yeah, got a one hundred nine. So I think I'm a I'm. Expecting that to go up to about a 93, 94. Um, you, you could to play it safe. Yes. Yes. Uh, Hatchard and Marinoff both scored less than that this week. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I just think points on the board. You, you can't underestimate that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Mithin, she got a 91. Yep. Um, <clears throat> now, normally, most a lot of these scores, I think you want to take with a grain of salt. Fremantle were absolutely decimated with health and safety protocols and a couple of injuries. So they even had to go back right back to the reserves and have a couple of top-up players. So if you're a Melbourne supporter, you enjoy it. But as far as fantasy goes, uh, like Bert, she had 17. That was really just because Fremantle barely ever had it forward. Um, obviously, the carnage last week means that although I said on the pod I was going to trade Birch to Pound or Swanson, 
which would have been over 100 points. Um, I I held Birch. Um, but if you've got her, do we think that she's – is she safe to hold? She's obviously struggled the last few weeks from a fantasy perspective. Um, but this week I feel like it was really a, a matchup issue. So is she safe to hold? Uh, the Demons play Carlton to close off their season at Casey Fields. And I think that Carlton have been competitive. I think they've won three matches in a row or something Yeah, like they're that. killing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so – um, I think the match will be competitive. I think it should be decent scoring as well, provided it's not too windy down at Casey. Um, yeah. Um, Maddie, any thoughts on, on that? Uh, well, Carlton, yeah, Carlton are doing all right at the moment, but Melbourne are too. Um, yeah, it's sort of a toss of the coin, I would think, because it, it should really be going down into their um into their back lines anyway, so she should get a fair share of it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I reckon that's. Um, I mean, I've been wanting to get rid of Birch for weeks. So, pending any carnage this week, I think for me she's right up the top of my trade out targets. Um, but if you've got other issues, then I think it's fine to hold. I just one thing I don't like about about having Birch is that she's in almost all of the top teams. Oh, right. So Good I think point. I think, and if she does struggle again, right? Like Carlton are on a run, but they have yeah. faced three, uh, you know, three teams not in contention for the finals. In the last three weeks, so they come up against come up against someone like Melbourne. Um, there's a good chance Melbourne roll them. And if that's the case, Birch may struggle to get the ball again. Yep. Uh, and I think that not having her, you know, could be the point of difference in your team to make up some some ranks. I like the way you think, Michael. I like the way you think. Uh, yeah, Mithin, another one, ninety-one. I did mention her earlier, but yeah, ninety-one. She, although it was against a decimated team playing Carlton, I think she's going to have a good game. So if you're looking for a pod, um, you could get her. I, I think that I'm not normally for sale-based trades, especially in the men's comp. Women's comp is a little bit more forgiving in that sense. But with this round, I think the sale-based trades are definitely, in fact, they're probably the, the, the better way to go. Um, so something like, um, for me, I'm really worried about Lucas Rod against Adelaide. So something like Lucas Rod to Mithin, could you do that? That's yes. Actually, that's a downgrade, by the way. That's like 15K yes. down. Yes. Yes, you, you definitely could. Um the demon should should score well in in the midfield against Carlton and yeah that that's not a bad not a bad idea Michael you're onto something. And Harris is eighty six. Is she a target? I I think no. She's now priced and I think maybe the high sixties. And again, a uh, decimated Fremantle. She can't replicate that, can she? I mean, most of the <clears throat> most of the teams not going to replicate that. So, is she a target for the last round? It it is Carlton. So, the, the weather looks all right on Saturday uh, down at Casey. So, um, I mean, having been to Casey, it's an you know open ground. It's open to the elements itself. Um, so well, yes. there is never okay at Casey. It's windy <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh dear. Actually, I, I would like to sort of break up Harry's scores and, you know, Casey Fields versus non-Casey Fields to see how Good she point. goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on paper, she look, it's, it's all right to, to, to bring in. That, that's yeah. just my, my two cents worth. Uh, one you didn't mention was Runnels. So yep. she was uh, quite a popular trading target this week. She she was like 18K, I think, going into the weekend. And she had a 90 last week uh, to start the start her fantasy year. She was very popular. She had a 46. <clears throat> and it's not setting the world on fire, but I think you take that for an 18K player. Again, that's, that's better than half my team. Uh, this week, she'll be getting her average. So um, that's probably mid to late 60s uh, off the top of my head. Um, and 
do we trade her in for that average? She's probably going to push, I don't know, 24K. Like that, that 68 is more than half my team for 24K. Should we be targeting her this week? Maddie, you wrote about uh, Ali in, in your most recent article. What are your thoughts around bringing her in for her average? What was her average again? Sorry. Uh, 68. Roughly? 68 is about what I reckon. 67, oh, 68, something like that. I, I think you can do, you can definitely do worse. <laughs> and as I said, you can't, you can't underestimate having the, you know, set score there just to, you know, just to be certain about it. I mean, you could um, do worse. You could have my players. <laughs> no, I just think at, at her price, I just think, you know, you've, you've got worse options for sure. Well, uh, Lampard, she got 40 as well. So <clears throat> I don't know how popular she is uh, in teams. I always bring her up because I have her, but I don't think she's particularly highly owned. Um, again, she was another one that I was considering trading out last week, but carnage ensued. Um, I think if you've got her, um, again, it's, it's a bit hard. She's playing in the back line and Fremantle couldn't get near the ball, um, but she's really struggled the last few weeks do you think she can bounce back for the last round against Carlton or do we get rid of her? So I, Lampard's gone, I think, 55, 18, 40. Yeah, it's, disaster. I, I have Lampard too. And at this stage, she's a hole for me because I have bigger bigger targets to go for. But uh, yeah, you, you, you could do... You'd be doing well if you could move her on uh, or to upgrade her too to uh, Ruby Slicer if you don't have her we'll get to her soon yeah. she's going to give me nightmares uh, Eagles Dogs was the next game and that was another absolute smashing uh, 68 to 8 I believe it was and I'll tell you what I know I said this last week and I've probably said it three or four times but where would the Eagles be without Emma Swanson Maddie nowhere uh, yeah the i uh, obviously saw the, the dogs um, a couple of weeks ago and they are just unreal. Um, and yeah, they just absolutely, absolutely mold the Eagles like you thought they would, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Lamb and Blackburn just keep on keeping on. And yep. that was just it really. Yeah. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But, well done to Swanson for, for you know, leading the, the Eagles this year. It's been a tough year on the road for, for more than half of it itself. It's just a shame that they, uh, they, they, they couldn't string uh, consistency in, in their matches back in WA. But um, look, I think... And also, why did she have to go and get suspended after I started it? Like, <laughs> I mean, talk about a selfish captain. That's just, that's just terrible behaviour. She knew I had her. Man, got herself suspended for what? Yeah, I think it was a ridiculous suspension. It was just a soft tackle. But anyway, she got 102. Yep. Uh, she was awesome. I don't know how she got 102. Uh, we, I don't know about you, Benny. Um, I never went back and watched the game. We obviously missed it because we were at the Saints game live. Um, so I'm not sure how she got the 102 in a team that lost by 60 points. But she's just unbelievable. Um, the Doggies side of things. Now, Doggies another team that has the bye next week. So... Uh, obviously, you bring in whatever their average is. Um, I'm one that uh, it depends on your rank. I'm one that if I'm struggling, um, I'm not going for averages unless it's a big average because I think that you know you obviously bring in someone 
without an average, you can get something terrible or something great. Whereas bringing in the average, you're always going to get something. You're always going to get something average, and getting something average is not going to help you when you're struggling. So for me, uh, players like Lamb, uh, I think she's had quite a good second half of the year, but she's only averaging about eighty. Yep. So I would say no to her now. Um, do you think there's many people from the dogs? What do you know? What Lynch is going to be averaging? Uh, great question. I'll just do some quick maths. But Katie Lynch, um, her weekend score was terrific, wasn't it? Was it amazing, 80. Yeah. I was very happy after 11 last week. Yeah. Um, I did. Yeah. I did. You, it's on. You do the research. Um, I did flag last week that with Katie Lynch, that when she had her 11, I did say she was definitely a hold. Uh, she got very unlucky against Collingwood where Collingwood were like nine and two or 10 and two. And there were just wasn't the loose, the, you know, the points and it, you know, the, the behinds where she was able to get her kick-ins and her marks and um, that all changed. Uh, it, it looks like Lynch would be on 57 uh, season average to take him to yeah, the no, last that's, match. That's not, that's not acceptable. <laughs> I mean, she, that, that's probably enough for her, cap, for her to be captain of my team, but you're not bringing that in on a buy, are you? No, no, not bring him. But you, if you have her, it's, it's yeah, it's worth a hold to, to take a score if 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 you're content with that. Still, okay. good money uh, that you could use. Anyone else? Yeah, from the dogs that has a, a buy that's worth actually chasing. Uh, Grand score. No, I don't believe there is really. Um, I just, yeah, I do agree. If you're in a spot like I am, you kind of have to just swing for the fences and use that money to see if you can possibly punt on something better. But that's just me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, the Lions-North game, Maddie. Yeah, so uh, Lions and North, I didn't sort of expect that it was going to be as sort of going to play out as it did, but the, the Lions are just all over them all day. Um and, yeah, basically it was pretty wet conditions, but, you know, Brisbane just keep showing why they're, why they're going to go into finals. And um, not sure if North are they're sort of – I think they're still in the hunt, but they just didn't look near it. Yeah, North have actually been amazing this year too, so it's really a testament to how well Brisbane did. I know they started the year uh, not well. Brisbane, they had the grand final rematch round one. Um, I remember it very well because I tipped Brisbane and I was one of the few that did. Um, but they've really come into their own the longer the season's gone. And I think they're actually, I mean, Bainey, you and I have spoken about premiership favourites all year between ourselves. And we've really just been talking about Adelaide, Fremantle and Melbourne. Um, we haven't really given much respect to North or Brisbane, but I think Brisbane are a smoky. Yeah, yes, yes, indeed. Maybe a bit sensitive for Maddie to talk about, but um, yeah, back to back. Could that, could that happen? Yeah. Imagine Brisbane, Adelaide. Oh, I'll be cheering for uh, Brisbane. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and they did that with Noah Dwyer as well, which was impressive. So, uh, again, I, I mentioned it last week where I wasn't sure if she was named or not, uh, whether she was going to be named. Sorry, she pulled out of the previous round halfway through Saw. Um, so they actually listed her as, um, as managed or rested, which I thought was odd when she had an injury. I don't know why they would just not say it's an injury, but... Um, I assume nobody still has her. I assume she was straight out. She had a 22 the week before. Um, but there were a couple of very relevant Brisbane players. So Bates, I saw a bunch of people bring her in this week after she was on fire. Um, and there was a few captains out there. She had an 86. 
which is it's okay. Um, I feel like at this time of year, you're disappointed with any premium that's getting you under a hundred. Um, but she is another one. Brisbane have their buy next. Well, we'll have the buy scores. So she's not an option now, right? Nope. No, not an option, unfortunately. Um, but she, she serves uh, her own as well throughout the season or towards the back end of the season. So if you've got her, yeah, Maddie, can you trade her? Uh, if you, I don't know what her average currently sits at, but I think it's around the 80s. And she's priced around that as well. If you've got a bit of cash or if you don't, you want to go down, can you trade that out? Like you said, swing for the fences. Yeah, I just think you've only got what you've only got sort of, you've got the two rounds to go. Um, some teams have only got one game left. So, yeah, definitely see what you can get that, get, you know, get to with that cash for sure. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Spark. Now, I mean, I, I said it last week, but it's fucking hell. 10 tackles after 16 last week. And somehow she had 47. And for those that, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows, but for those that don't know, a tackle is worth four points. So she had 40 of her 47 points just from cuddles and seven points from disposals. Um, If she can, and she's quite young. She's um, if she can get a, a disposal game about her, she might be an option for the future. For sure. I mean, she's she's usually, you know, tagging people or at least, you know, guarding someone quite closely. So you you can always see if she gets into the tackles or she can get into the game or even, you know, get a couple of disposals herself. She's definitely worth an option. Yeah, and she actually ran with Ghana on the weekend. So um, she's actually, uh, she's kind of gone under the radar, but she's taken a few scouts with her. So that was a game where there was a lot of free ball for North um, Brisbane were kind of just shutting down the corridor and North were able to get a fair bit of ball uncontested. And Riddell managed to get herself to 117, which was awesome for me on debut. It's so weird having a player do well. I didn't know what to do with myself. But uh, Ghana was tagged 61. So uh, I think you're going to be pretty disappointed if you're a Ghana owner that Spark went to Ghana instead of Riddell. Um, I think that's to be expected because I in my opinion, Ghana does have a much bigger impact on the game than Riddell does, even though they're both guns. Um, and I think it, it actually showed in the score, right? Like Ghana's carried North on her back a few times this year. Uh, and Spark really nullified her. Yeah. Another one, do we, do you, you know, these premiums that are underperforming at the moment, do, they, do we trade? North have the Eagles next week and we saw what happened to them this week uh, against the Doggies, but no one really scored that. Like the with the Doggies, I know they demolished Eagles, but there wasn't many high fantasy scores. So what do we expect from uh, Garner and Riddell this weekend? My, my point of view is that the, uh, the Kangaroos love uh, Arden Street Oval. So they, they, they play well there. They play the, the ground well. And uh, Riddell has scored pretty monster scores uh, over there. So I think she'll score really well. Uh, to, to end the season and someone you should target if you have baits you can move uh, to, to Riddell for example um, Ghana oh tr- tricky one tricky one um, I, I'm, I'm less confident about her I, I wouldn't re- recommend bringing her in oh it's definitely not an option to bring in I'm asking yeah, if you yeah. trade her out oh no no if you have her you hold her because uh, North do pretty well at Arden Street and um, and they're playing the Eagles so your bold claim was that North Melbourne like playing at their home ground. Is that it? That's that's your 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 bold claim. <laughs> Mate, Thanks. 
Thanks, Mike. Come on, put some work in, will you? <laughs> can't, uh, say this, can't say the same for the Eagles, you now, know. Now, Crows Pies, Maddie, you were at that game. Yes, I was. I was. Um, yeah, it was just an amazing, amazing game uh, from both sides, I will admit to. Um, Collingwood, just watching Malloy, and as you said, Schlosser, she is just, she's a machine. Um, yeah, it was just, that midfield battle was just fantastic, and Malloy was just everywhere, plugging holes, players were going down, and she was just down in the forward line, down back, in the midfield, she was there. Sorry, we might have lost you a little bit there, Maddie. But sorry, Benny. Were you nervous at any point in the match watching it, Maddie? How close it got? Uh yeah. Look, I, I was pretty pretty nervous, but it was it was good to just get a you know a good match up to sort of sharpen the girls up. Um, you never want them too you know confident or too you know you want you want there to still be some sort of, you know, contest. And obviously you worry they've got St Kilda next week. You sort of are concerned that it's going to be an easier run. So I didn't mind the match at all. Um, and finishing yep. top was obviously all the better. Yeah. So as a slicer owner from the start of the season, I'm, you know, she had a blip in round two and round three, but my goodness, uh, she's, she's been awesome in the last five rounds or so. Uh, and uh if you had brought her in when her price dipped after round three, round four-ish, wow, what a bargain you would have. No would have no, no, good coach has brought in Slasher after she's had a 20 and a 30. <sighs> after round four, that is, you know, maybe. when she's bounced back with a 60-odd. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah that, was, that game was hard for me to watch. That was probably the most fantasy relevant game for me for the weekend. Um, and as a fantasy coach, we always we want our players to do well, but we also want the players we don't own who are popularly owned. Popularly owned. Uh, you want them to have a down week, right? <clears throat> so for me, the two players that I was hoping weren't going to dominate were Slasher and Hatchard. Now, I obviously have Hatchard, but she was the most popular captain for the week, and there's not many top teams that don't own Hatchard. So... Uh, the more she scored, the more it would actually drop my rank. So I was hoping that Hatchard was going to have a quiet game on with Slasher. Uh, unfortunately, the two highest scorers for the game were Slasher and Hatchard. <laughs> so uh, that was hard to watch. I don't know why um, the Crows, if they maybe have Slasher in their fantasy teams or what, but they were looking for her everywhere. Did you watch the game, Bernie? It's parts of it, parts of it. But Mate, wow. they were just like, I was watching the game, they'd have it in the pocket and they'd have someone screaming for a switch or something and they'd see Slicer free on the back uh, flank and they'd, be, and they'd see us jumping up and down. They'd just kick it to her. Like, what, what team are you on? <laughs> like She was just, the, I, I don't have the figures, but she had like 10 marks. She had like 20 kicks, uh, a few tackles. She was everywhere. Um, she's quite expensive now. Um, but I don't think she's too expensive. Um, obviously, against the Crows, again, there's a lot of ball going into the back line uh, when you're playing against a team like the Crows, and they have the Tigers next week. So there's there's no way she hits that number again. Um, I think against the Tigers, she's probably going to have more of a moderate game. So at her price, do we think she's an option? I would like to have her. Like She's a pretty clear top three defender, if not higher. Um, maybe you could maybe put her above above Webster. Not that anyone would have predicted that. Um, but can you bring her in this week against the Tigers where there might not be much ball back there? Yeah, so 
I think to get from Lampard to to like a slicer could could cost you twelve, thirteen thousand. Is that it? So yeah, yeah. So bargain. Um, yeah, we've got to wait till lockout lifts to, to get the final prices, but um, she is an option. She she is an option. Yeah. Uh, and Malloy, uh, you mentioned it, Manny, but Malloy was. Uh, she started in the middle and put, was pushing forward a lot like she always does, but then they threw her in the back uh, whenever they were against the wind as the loose defender. And um, she really looked really looked at home back there. So I have found that a few times in the middle, I mean, she's still learning her craft, but she's looked a little bit lost in the midfield. Um, she's always looked a lot more comfortable forward. Uh, but she looked amazing in the back line. She took a few of those, you know, those Tom Stewart marks and... I'm actually hoping that she plays back again this week because I feel like her ceiling is much higher playing in the back line. Did you notice that, Maddie? Yeah, well, just obviously looking at her stats, it's not that she does anything in particular. She's not a huge tackler. She's not a huge marker. It's just everything. She she gets the ball. She tackles. She marks it. She's she's just in everything. Um, and I think that's, you know, the good thing is I also worry about their midfield obviously being quite a few down is it is going to get forward. So if they do have her in the, in the defense, at least you, you'd think that she'd obviously mop up back there and she'd get quite a bit. Mm. Uh, Lambert actually only had 73. That was surprising. Wasn't it, ben? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But, so um, she was a target for a few people this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did, I did recommend against it uh, to a few people just because of the opponent. So the Crows, uh, I've been saying this all year, are the hardest team to score against fantasy-wise, uh, which I mean, really makes Slash's score all the more impressive. But yeah, Lambert, 73. Um, if you brought her in, you obviously hold her, but um, against the Tigers this week, she could go big. She's one of those options that, again, if you're looking to do sideways trades and you're looking for, for opponents, and it's not something I'm normally comfortable with, but I feel like with the women's game, I need to adjust my thinking. Something like Lucas Rodacost to Lambert, uh, could make you money and could make you points. Yep. Good point. I think that's that's a, a fair call. I often look at the sort of uh, odds prior to the match itself to get an idea on where the line would be and, and uh, how, how competitive the match would be. So, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to uh, yeah. seeing those numbers. Yeah. And the big two girls, uh, Hatchard and Marinoff, so, I mean, again, they had less than what Miller's average was is going to be this week. They had an 87 and 85. Um, Marinoff was the second highest, but once again, the late adjustments got me. Uh, Hatchard finished on top. Um, if you don't have Marinoff, I think most of the top coaches have Hatchard. You're not tra- you're never trading out Hatchard. If you don't have Marinoff, do you chase? I think I say no. What do you think? They're placing the Saints, by the way. Yeah, I. Yeah, easy matchup. I just, I don't know how much attention they would have paid to the fact that she was sort of looked after by Lambert at the stoppages. Um, she was definitely not tagging her, but she was definitely keeping an eye on that. And I don't know whether the Saints will do the same, knowing that it did work a bit better. Yeah, that's a good point. Um which means obviously Hatchard will probably take that on. Um, that's the only sort of red flag I've got. Yeah, that's that. a really good point. Um, Marinoff was tagged by Lambert. You mentioned it. She actually got under her skin. I think Marinoff had three or four frees against, uh, and they were all against Lambert. So um, it's hard to know what the Saints are planning. 
Um, Saints have won a couple of games in a row and they're going to be up and about. I know they're not in contention for finals, but in such a short season, I think they're going to want to try and win three in a row, uh, finish the season on a high. So, and, you know, obviously all clubs have oppo analysis. So I imagine they might send someone to Marinoff. Um, so that's why I think maybe she's not an option this week. If you don't have her, I think you go for someone a bit more unique. In saying that, if you're a top coach and you don't have Marinoff, do you play it safe and get her in to try and reduce the chances of other coaches getting a big one over the top of you? She's had two 140 pluses this year. If she does that again and you don't have her, your chances of winning are over. Yeah. I mean, if you're definitely within, you know, within the, you know, a couple of top like players, I, I think just to, just to make sure that they don't get this massive score that you don't have, you You've got to, if you're outside that, again, swing for the fences and try and go for someone different. Yeah, Baney captains this week, they're going to be interesting, aren't they? Because, you know, the Saints are have been an easier team to score against the first half of the year. They've actually become a bit harder. Um, a bit harder than anyone scored well on the weekends. Um, Prasparkas, Webster and McDonald, I think, were the, the main three in the middle uh, the game we watched, and all three of them really, they all got the 50s, I think, in fact. Yeah. Um, so, but obviously the Crows are a different beast to the beast. Cats entirely. Um, yeah. But yeah, with with the potential tag, with a couple of quieter games, saving themselves for finals, um, they, they're likely, I mean, I, I don't know what players are like, but you would think they would want to maybe save themselves for the first round of finals. Um, the captain option, and as you flagged, the Adelaide game is the last game of the season. Yeah. Uh, the season winner will likely be decided in that game, and yep. I think it may be the captain choice that decides it. Yeah. Do you do Mahatshad? Do you do Marinoff? Would you get elsewhere? Like Riddell against the Eagles? Like I think that's where I'm going. That is juicy. Wow. Wow. That's that's so interesting. Yes, you're right. To, to end the fantasy season, uh, the, the Saints against the Crows would be the last fantasy match of the season. Um, wow. What a, what, a, what a big call, isn't it? So will the, will the Crows players be put on ice if the game is won at, at halftime or three-quarter time? Um, They'd be mad like... not to, wouldn't they? Yeah. Especially with Hatchard, she's actually running with a bit of a niggle at the moment, right? So Marinoff's got the chance to tag. Hatchard's, you know, she's she's getting ice after the game. She's having to get a lot of rub downs during the game. She's running with a bit of a niggle uh, ever since she came back, but she's obviously been killing it anyway. Surely if you've got the game won, um, and I don't want to disrespect the Saints, obviously, you know, I'm a Saints supporter, but um, presumably they're going to have the game won by three-quarter time. You can't just have her running around doing what she wants, can you? Maddie, what do you think? You're a Crow supporter. What would you do if you were the coach? Um, well, Clark did actually put her on ice a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't remember which game it was. It was one of the home games when they were well and truly in front. He did put her on ice because um, she's got that foot niggle. Um, it's, apparently, she's been managing most of the year, so, I mean... She's been doing well with it anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'd i go elsewhere. Um, as you said, I'd go with maybe Riddell. I just, it would really just put a dent in the end of the season if if that was. Yeah, if you finished you the season with. With, a, with a 60 from Hatchard as captain and then you, yeah, even, even if you're not in contention to win, right? Just finishing your season that way. Um, I, and I, I've had Hatchard or Marinoff captain every week, I think, since Bowers went out. So, uh, I'm definitely going to take those on and go elsewhere. 
um, at this stage. It's looking like Riddell. I don't want Miller's 90-odd. Um, that's not enough for me. Uh, I need a captain that's going to make up for six or seven sub-20 scores that I'm going to have. So, uh, Bainey, you've got to, got to give us some advice one way or the other. Do we captain Marinoff or Hatchard or do we not? Uh, after hearing uh, from, from yourself, Maddie, knowing more about the Crows itself, you're definitely turning me away from captaining one of the two Crows players. So, yeah, something to think about with one trait. Yes. Rid- Riddell is very tasty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even without trades, like, yeah. you know, most people, there's not going to be any top coaches that have only two premium midfielders. So, uh, whether their third and or fourth mids are Riddell, Garner, uh, Bates, Lambert, you know, there's so many good options out there. Um, yeah, there's, I, I probably wouldn't have Hatchard or Marinard, Marinard, Hatchard or Marinard, sorry, in my top three. Wow. Uh, I don't know, maybe we need to enlist the help of Calvin for this. But, wow. Wow. Uh, the last game of the round was the Blues and the Suns. Yes. So, uh, firstly, um, Mimi Hill, 76. I was quite set on trading her out. But, uh, you know, O'Sullivan's submission meant that I had to keep uh, Mimi Hill and she returned a pretty good score. Really happy with that. Her price goes up again and that may allow me to upgrade her to someone else uh, this, this, this week. Uh, Tara Vohana, 60. She just keeps delivering. And I think she's almost the... the, the I know Eliza West has done so Were there well. any other good sons or what? <laughs> Let's spend some time on Vohana. But no, that's fine. She could be the uh, definitely the, the the forward pick of the season. Um, and Excuse me. You could. <laughs> um, we'll we'll push on. We'll push on. But um, um, Maddie Prestakis, you brought her in, and is that right, Michael? No, I didn't. No, you didn't. Okay, <clears throat> I was gonna do uh, do what the kind of thing you floated and go for two, like not maxed out primos i was going to go for uh mithin and maddie prasparkas yep um but instead i decided to <clears throat> just go all the way up and get riddell yep, and nice. get a, a cheaper one on the other end and that paid off um, nice. but yeah no honestly bahana was incredible again i think she might have been their second or third highest score of the game with 60 yep um she you know she's following my team very closely she knows that she's back out um <laughs> so she's out there kicking goals <laughs> Um, one day I'm going to get Tara Bahana on this podcast. Yeah, I'm going yep. to ask her if she's doing it to spite me. Uh, I actually <laughs> saw Josh Porter bringing Bahana back in this week after trading her out last week, and yep. that's why he's good and I'm not. Yep. Right? Like that's that was honestly that was an amazing call, especially when with the news of the Suns having their buy next yes. week. Bahana yep. is actually one of the highest averaging forwards, and you now get her buy. Yep. Um, I traded Bahana down to Franklin who got yep. me 17 and then was out with health and safety protocols. So yep. Bahana had about 110 in that time. Yeah. So Franklin got me 17 and Franklin's cover was Shira in my utility. who got me a 23. Yeah. So amazing. Amazing. Uh, swings and oh, roundabouts. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Can I just touch on row bottom? So row bottom got 50. If I'm not wrong, she carries an average of 67 into the last match. Uh, she's priced in the 40 thousand. Well, price is irrelevant, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 67 for row bottom is, is, is not bad if you're looking at uh, locking in her score, um, you know, for the last round of the season. No, that, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, look, look, it's... Uh, I love Charlie Redbottom. She's one of my favorite players. Um, her and Prasparkas, I did say this to you on Saturday, Baining, that 
it's crazy to think that uh, Prasparkas and Robotta have only played eight or nine games each. Like, yep. that's just, they're only 18. Yeah. Um, like, they are going to be, wow. Huge. Yep. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um, 67 is nice. And like I said, she's obviously priced lower than that. Um, but, again, I just, I'd, I'd rather swing for the fences, right? A guaranteed 67 from a midfielder, I would much rather either go up to someone who can go 100 plus or take a punt and go down to a non-playing, um, have Shirak cover her, and then, you know, I could go Birch to Swanson or something like that. Yep. Um, I just, I don't know. I, it, it's okay. definitely a play if you're ranked highly, but I just don't know if taking a 67 for someone that's not ranked highly is, is that good. Fair call, fair call. But speaking of players, you don't want to take the averages. Um, uh, Hampson and, and Howarth, uh, yeah, yeah, they've they've faded unfortunately, and um, yeah, you, you look past them, or yeah, even if I, you had them, you try to upgrade. Yeah, I don't think anyone has Howarth. Um, yeah, we did it in season, but she was she missed a couple of weeks, so that was a bit of a yeah. blessing, right? Because she came back and uh, her role changed, and she hasn't done too well um, in fantasy circles um but yeah i don't know what happened with hampson she had that one game in the middle and everything was coming up great she i think she had an 80 or a 90 odd and a lot of people brought her in i wanted to i got a bit lucky that i had other issues but yeah she had a a 36 i think it was um and i think if you have her you need that's one you need to trade unless you're having forced outs and if you are having forced outs like the bench isn't very important um, even if you have forced outs, I think that you, if you have cover, you use the cover and you trade handsome because do you know what she's averaging? Uh, pre, uh, before this round, she was averaging 57, which is not too bad. Uh, that yes. may drop to mid to low fifties. Uh, but uh, yeah, not, not the worst to carry through it better than Lampard and, and, and Birch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a fair call. Yeah. Uh, Shara 25. Yeah. That was disappointing. She's uh, averaging like 60 in the last three. In the three weeks I've had her, she's averaged about 60 on my utility. Uh, this is the first time I've had her on field and she heard and uh, pumped out a 25. <laughs> Maddie, any comments on, on Shirah? Um No, I haven't been watching that closely, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, uh, 25, yeah, it's pretty low. Uh, pound as well. So she was actually the highest scorer of the game. Um, I flagged her last week. Uh, I think Carla might have brought her in after we spoke about her. But, yeah, she's someone that's really gone under the radar. I don't think she's in many teams at all. Yep. And she had an 88, and she's, she was only priced at uh, – three weeks ago, she was priced in the 40s. So she's wow. still killing it, and she's still an option for someone like Hampson. If you can't get to Slasher or you – know, if you can't rob a bank at Slasher or Swanson, I think yep. Pound is a really good uh, second choice. Great call. Great call. In the mid forty thousands, uh, prior to to lockout. So yes, great, great, great. Yeah, that's that's she's priced like the same as uh, Lampard. Yeah, I know who I'd be taking. Yeah, indeed, indeed, interesting. Something to think about too. Good. All right. Well, uh, we might let you go, Maddie. Awesome. Thank uh, you, thank you, fellas, for having me. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, keep up the good work with your articles on the Inner Sanctum. Uh, hopefully, they can pump out a couple more. FLW fantasy articles before the season's out just to help promote the game and things like that. But, um, you know, you're doing really good work and 
hopefully you can do a couple more live tweets, uh, a couple more games before the season's up. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks, Maddie. Yeah. See you later. Thanks, Maddie. Go Crows. Wow. That was fucking good fun, wasn't it? That was great. Great. What what great insight on the Crows. It was so cool to have her on. And um, yes, they're so relevant in the fantasy season. Yeah, it was a perfect week to have Maddie on, wasn't it? Because I know she loves the Crows. And um, when she does do articles, I think about 50% of her, her words are taken up by Crows players. <laughs> And yep. it's such a week for it, right? Like, I think, I really do think that um, the top few positions are going to be determined by who people captain and whether they have Marinoff. Yep. And the one player we haven't actually mentioned, um, who I kind of forgot about, was Eloise Jones. Yeah. So she was a, a late withdrawal. Um, it, was, it, it wasn't even brought to my attention until I think it might have been Friday morning, somebody uh, posted on Twitter with a picture of EJ. I mean, great. Great sourcing. <laughs> Someone posted a picture of uh, Elvis Jones with an ice pack on her calf and asked if that was a, a bit of a concern. And um, I knew no, I heard nothing from the Adelaide camp. So I, I recommended trading to be safe. You know, with, yep. with the last two weeks, a lot of people are already using the utility loophole. Their benches are starting to struggle. Um, she's worth a lot of money and probably already maxed out. And it's, I, I said, you should probably trade to be safe. Unfortunately, she was withdrawn. Um, unfortunate for me, I don't have her. Um, but yeah, she. I assume she comes back this week. So for those that do have her, which I think is a lot of people, um, not many people would have traded her out because yeah. there wasn't much news about it. I think she's a hold this week. What do you reckon? So I do have Jones, and I kept oh. her on the basis of it's a. It was a tough match, and they needed her to sort of get across the line. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, she's my very first donut of the season. Ooh. Um, that, that's all right, but um, the, the big question is what to do with, with, with her for this weekend, and um, she is worth a lot. However, her match is on Sunday, and we don't find out whether she plays or not prior. Good so, call. Good call. Very, very, very tricky for She's those. got to trade, right? Presuming there's no carnage, um, yep. and it's very hard predicting. Like, you know, I saw the number one ranked coach um, as of going into the weekend, Rez, he said, you know, why do I even bother planning my trades before teams are announced? Because it's just carnage every week. But um, presuming you're not having a bunch of outs, surely you've got to trade that. Like there's, she's priced in the forties. You could get that up to someone like Hanks um, or, you know, down there's a few good rookies. We get robot up to a premium and you don't even know if she's going to play. Yep. Yep. And who's your forward bench spot? Uh, Snell, and she didn't play this weekend. So. Exactly. Yeah. And you're already using your utility loophole for your ruck. Uh, no, I, I used it. I used it for the forward line as well. So I had oh. I had two outs in the forward line. Um, that was my Gabby O'Sullivan uh, loophole too. So anyway, uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, that's my point, right? Like it's. I look, it's if she plays, she's probably going to score well for you. Yeah, I just I couldn't risk that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. With finals coming up as well, uh, you know, Sinclair shouldn't be too difficult for the Crows to get past. Uh, there is permutations on, on position uh, in in the top uh, top echelon of the table, but uh, yeah, she she may not play, and we won't find out. The safe thing to do is to trade. You're yeah, right. speaking of positions. Um, you know, based on our discussion with the Wongshaw on the weekend, yep. it's going to be interesting to see uh, positions for next year. Like I said, there's four new clubs coming in. So there's a lot of 
we'll be inundated with new players. Yeah. Um, but also players like Chloe Malloy, right? Like, I wonder where she's going to be named. She yeah. spent the first probably four weeks in the forward line. So I feel like that's likely where she's going to sit. Uh, but then she spent a couple of weeks in the middle and a bit down back, and she's probably going to be down back in the middle next week. She's going to be really interesting. There's going to be a few that uh, with Swanson and Webstar presumably being mid only, um, and obviously work under the assumption there's no DPP. Um, Slasher would be D1, but it's going to be very mixed up next year. Yeah, indeed. I look forward to it, and I'm hoping there's some uh, alternative players in, in different positions, so it's not a very a vanilla you know, D1 to, to D4 or F1 to, to F4. So, yeah, it's a good call because you're yeah, probably halfway through the season, right? Everyone's, even if they didn't have them, I mean, not everyone had them just because of COVID stuff, but, you know, it was a very clear O'Sullivan and Hanks, um, everyone had them and then everyone had Swanson and Webster. Yep. And um, yeah, the, the forward and defence, there wasn't a lot of options, was there? Yeah. And, and chasing or finding pots to, to chase ranking was, was quite uh, tricky. Uh, we mm. could, only sort of find them in the in the midfield with and, and some rookies in the midfield as well. So yeah, and, and that's where I've tried to take Selby's trick and um, you know the Tom Mitchell thing. And rather than trying to chase a player who not many people have, yeah. uh, trying to avoid having players that lots of people have, right? You know where most of the comp have start with Tom Mitchell, and he tried to avoid starting with Tom Mitchell to have a bit of a point difference and get a leg up. Um, yep. it's not always going to work. You know, yeah, I did try that with Swanson. Like when I, when she was suspended, I had to get rid of her. I did have the choice to bring her back in, but went with um, a midfield upgrade instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something that we might have to look at if, if there's not a lot of variation in the back line, it might be maybe you have an extra rookie in the back or the forward line next year and you, you just stack the midfield, even if there is good, Midfield rookies. Rookies, yeah. Good point. Very good point. Yeah. So we should just touch on the um, the buyers. I know we've spoken about it a little bit, but for those that aren't aware, there's four teams this weekend that um, they will technically be playing, but they'll be dead rubbers for fantasy purposes because they're catch-up games. Yep. So Frio, Dogs, Suns, and Lions. Um, I mean, unless something drastic changes, the four of the everyone from those four clubs will get their averages. Yep. Uh, the price won't change, but that doesn't matter because it's the last round of the season. Uh, the scores will still contribute to the average for next season. So right. uh, yep. there are, yeah, there are players that will still have the correct average. So because the, the games where they were given averages when they didn't play, those scores don't. Uh, do they? Do they? Were those scores contributing to the players' averages for the year? A great not question. I'm sure. Yeah, not entirely sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so just keep an eye on the scores for, for people's prices next year. You know, yep. God forbid there's not another Benici 18 but injury, but um, yep. still something to keep in mind. And also with your trades. So um, it's whoever was named this weekend. They're the only ones that are going to get their averages. So players like Gabby O'Sullivan. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I hope you didn't hold her. Um, yep. And if you did... Um, you need to get rid of her this week because she's a, a sixty thousand dollar donor. Yeah, yeah, great call, great call. Yeah. And so, if anyone is still holding Bowers, yeah. <laughs> Carla. Yeah. Um, if anyone's still holding <laughs> Bowers, and look, if you are, you probably stop playing. But if you're holding Bowers, she does not get her her average this week. So you know, move that to somebody else and enjoy it. 
Uh, we actually haven't touched on how we went for the weekend. I was hoping lock- lockout would have lifted, uh, but it hasn't. So do you know what you scored? Yeah, yes. If, uh, with the donut of, of Jones, I scored 107.9. And big thanks to Slicer's 128 down back. You still beat me with a donut? Yes. That's embarrassing. How did, how did you do? 10.54. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, that, that's all right. If so, I got yeah. less than you, it's not good. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, so. uh, Rizal was my saving grace with her 117. And I'll tell you what, she was on 30 at halftime. Okay. It was a big second wow. half. Uh, 32 or something like that. Um, yeah. And having a player on debut, it's so much sweeter, isn't it? Like if yes. you bring someone in and they struggle, like Chloe Malloy did for me two weeks ago, it really hurts. And if yeah. on debut they they go big, it's it's so nice. It Like your, your food tastes better, your drinks taste <laughs> better. It's just, it's amazing. Um, and Birch was probably one of the ones that killed me. I know she's in a lot of teams, but that's 17. When I had her just once in um, most of the week, um, and I'd also played around with her to pound and either trade would net me a lot of points. Um, but the four injuries on the four outs for me on Friday meant that I had to hold. Um, who were your, who did well and who didn't for you? Um, so the only two players that turned up was Swanson and Slicer down back. Uh, but I think the forward line besides the, uh, the Jones donut um, was, was pretty handy. You know, um, Isabella Lewis, um, Hanks, Malloy, uh, yeah, the, the oh, you've got Molloy too, do you? Yeah, I do, I do, yeah. And was, uh, yeah, 80 is so good, yeah. And I didn't expect like 42 from, from Fuller, you know. I, I, I sold cutting, but I kept Fuller, and 42 is pretty handy for uh, you know, for uh, yeah. I mean, that's for, what that's what's kind of saved my sanity with um, Molloy. Is I went Bahana down to Molloy after trading Bahana out for the third time this year, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Molloy still outscored Bahana by 20 points, and it was downgrade. So it, it may be like 10K. So I'm still happy with, with that trade. Um, <laughs> nice. And I'm honestly, there's a part of me that's considering bringing her back in <laughs> for her <laughs> average. Uh, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Um, but it really depends on my rank this yes. week. If I'm back in the top 100, then I probably won't. I'll probably yep. go for it. Um, but yeah, if I'm if I've dropped way off, then I'll just... Do whatever's fun. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of rank, it's hotting up at the top. Hotting up? Yeah. Do you mean it's heating a, up? Heating up, yep. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. yeah. So on that, um, obviously part of our chat with the Wongster on the weekends, yeah. we had a bit of a chat about the fact that um, in the men's comp, you can see the teams of all the other coaches around you. Um, and yeah, every team, if you want to scroll through them. And in the women's comp, you can't actually see who any of the other top coaches have. Um, now, obviously, some people do follow others on Twitter and things like that, and they can kind of get a good grasp of who they have based on their trade-ins and trade-outs. Um, yeah. But it's really hard to follow who is winning and who's not winning, right? So this weekend, um, we've had permission from Selby and, and the Wong start to get – they're going to give me – or us, uh, the teams for the, I think the top 10, um, like once lockout has begun, um, we're going to see who all the top 10 coaches have. And that way we can follow who, <clears throat> who's winning and who's not. And we might just post a few things on Twitter from the, um, the podcast Twitter page 
about um you know what uniques there are and things like that because there was obviously that awesome thing we had with selby and um when he won one of those years with i think it might have been shoey shockers where they were competing for first and it came down to uh the last like one of the last disposals of the last game of the last round determined who won that and it was so good to follow along with that wasn't it yes selby and james uh sub ross handball what a what a story and hopefully we get something similar this year as well um with the final round final match of the season being on sunday afternoon so yeah so um i'll probably reach out to a couple of the top coaches and um see what their thoughts are but yeah we'll likely um maybe and honestly maybe not we'll see but yeah just post uh you know like for example maybe the top five teams you know four of the five have swanson um you know three of the five have birch and that way people maybe who aren't in contention can follow along yep. uh, we may or may not say which coaches are which um and then we'll know and that obviously because lift out can't lift until tuesday or so because of for technical reasons um this is a way also for us to let who let whoever wins know that they've won, right? Because they're not going to know what the coaches around them have scored and they're actually not going to know whether they who's won and who hasn't. So we'll probably let them know how they're going and we'll follow on with that. It should be a blast. Indeed, indeed. Oh, yeah. I'm so, yeah. so looking forward to it. I'm so oh, looking too. forward to it. Yeah. So um, yeah, you'll be able to find those at the, the podcast Twitter, which is at AFLW Fantasy Pod. Yeah. Um, we'll probably retweet it from our personal accounts. But um yeah, nice. that should be awesome. Nice, indeed. indeed. Anything before we go, Banny? Good luck to all the coaches in contention. Uh, I think if you're in, you know, top five, top ten, you you never know. You're still in with a chance. I think Res, who's sitting on top, um, pre lockout. Uh, yep. Yeah, lucky seven. He he, he was looking pretty good, and um, but yeah, you never know. You just never know. And with this whole drama around Marinoff and well, yeah the captaincy Hatcher, alone yeah. could be 50 point swing and I think there's going to be again Lockout has lifted I think there's going to be less than that in it between the top few coaches yeah. come Lockout and that's just one player Yeah. so anyone can win it um, I guess the only thing I have to say to the top coaches is you're welcome <laughs> um, we know that you all got there because of me so um, when Selby mails you out the trophy uh, I'll bring the saw over and we can chop her in half <laughs> um, nice nice you all owe me a beer may the best team win yeah well i can't but may the second best team win (laughs) oh yeah i'll catch you later benny no worries no worries take care see you mate Bye. bye